0: Welcome to The Nicholas Itali Show, where we chat with entrepreneurs, experts, and entertainers to help you live a more fulfilling life and take your business to the next level. This week on the podcast, we have Brimstone. Brimstone has had a successful and rewarding career spanning well over four decades, participating in numerous entertainment fields, boasting a list of titles including professional wrestler, radio host, professional podcaster, actor, voice actor, author, musician, philanthropist, food critic, horror model, and comic book animated children's book video game hero. He has done it all and then some. If you're not connected with me on Instagram, at Nicholas please do so. I have an exciting announcement coming up that I don't want you to miss. Riddle of the week, if fish lived on land, where would they live? Stay tuned to the end of the episode to find out. This episode was mixed and mastered by the one and only the legend, Grant Singer. If you'd like Grant to audio engineer your podcast or music, click the link in the show notes or reach out to him on Instagram at grantesinger. That was the intro. Now here is the episode. Hello and welcome. This is the Nicholas Attali Show. I'm your host, Nicholas Attali. Today we have a very special guest, Brimstone brim seasons greetings
1: what's going on brother first of all i gotta say i am super psyched super stoked finally brimstone has made it to the nicholas natali show i am so psyched bro what do you call it uh you know how is it out in sunny san diego sunny i'm assuming
0: it's sunny the the sun is shining right on me right now i'm getting (laughs) the glowing tan that i need honestly that's beautiful beautiful (laughs) i'm i'm in Dungeon in my studio right now, over
1: the Grindhouse Radio Studios, and it is a gorgeous ninety degree day outside, or eighty oh. something degree day outside, which for the last few days has been a blessing. But I'm downstairs and and I can't <laughs> see anything because I am literally in the world of darkness.
0: But um, yeah, no, I'm
1: I'm super psyched uh, to to have you and you're smiling over there, and that's enough sunshine for me.
0: Wow, man, my heart is being warmed as we're getting going. <laughs> Here's where I want to start, Brim. Sure. I found a favorite quote that I read about you, and it's, he's been called a renaissance man by many, but more accurately described as an entertainment entrepreneur. And from what I've researched, that is 100% true. You have this wild capability to pump out quality products and distribute them to the masses. And I want to know how. You know, some of the standout examples being you launched a, a comic book series Brimstone and the Border Hounds in 2010 and then it went nationwide by 2011 hitting Barnes and Noble shelves and things like that. What's the ticket to producing products that have this massive reach?
1: Well, first and foremost, you need to work 200%. Most people will work at 95 to 100% capacity. Others work at much lower, obviously. Um I work at like 200 plus. And and because, you know, what one of the things I always say is be better. You know, if you're not if you're not doing as much as you could possibly do, somebody else will be doing that and they will be the ones that, that reap those rewards. So, you know, one thing that I always say to, to anybody, whether it's an entertainer, an entrepreneur, and let us always remember entertainers are entrepreneurs and entrep- entrepreneurs should be entertaining. So, you know, it, it's one and the same. And and the fact is, is you want to be better. Um, everybody has to be better. You know um, who wants to live a lackluster life. Right. You know, I, I and, and that's, it, not me so I I will one I will always work 200% uh, two you do the research now was I in the comic book world before I started doing the comic book stuff no I wasn't I wanted to be when I was younger that was like my biggest dream was to be a famous artist and so forth so you know I, I kind of skipped the artist part even though I did draw up for a long time and still doodle here and there but um, you know I, I you know kind of went straight to the comic books because of the character you know and I, I just wanted to kind of let the character live on longer life so you know i did the research on what it took to create the comic book um what do you do for distribution well there's different distribution um you know ways to distribute the, the comic and um you know being an independently owned and operated comic company um, I wanted to say, all right, well, the only way to do this big is to make a splash. So being that I also have a background in, in publishing and, and, and sales and marketing, I, um, I decided, you know what, I'm going to make a big splash. We're going to launch in borders books. Now, if you're too young, you might not remember borders books, but we made the, uh, the actual launch for the comic in borders books. Um, and we did a big signing here on long Island and it went over very, very well. And um, literally about a month and a half after we launched in the Borders books um, locations, they were shutting down. So we pulled from Borders, and then I re-released it shortly after uh, in Barnes and Nobles and B Dalton's nationwide. So um, that was that was you know it was a lot of work, and it was basically to show how big my conas were because I wanted to throw I wanted to throw us against the wall and see what would stick. Um, and, and that worked, um, you know, put us in a little bit of debt at the beginning, but you know, at the end of the day, it was well worth it, you know. And I had advertisers, it just, you know, um, it's very expensive to, to, you know, to kind of put the stuff out there, but you know, I took that as my marketing budget and, um, you know, made it work and, uh, and it picked up and, and, you know, here we are and things, uh, you know, went very well with the comic. When the comic book came out, I was able to then take it, flip the comic and make it into, and, um, uh, make it into the kids books. I had the animated stuff. I, you know, video games, um, you know, and uh, a lot of products and, and so forth. So yeah, that, that as one of the, the businesses that I've, I've done, uh, and I turned it into a publishing company for God's sake. So, you know, um, that's another whole story in itself. Again, I don't know how detailed you want me to get Nick, but you know, <laughs> I'm trying here to, to kind of condense and, uh, compress. Cause I know you got a lot of stuff you wanted to ask. Um, but, but that's just like a general, you know, idea of, of what I did for that one company in a nutshell. And, um, you know, I, I am, I'm very big on, uh, starting with nothing and building into something. Um, you know, the comics, for instance, you know, I did a, a, after we got the comic, the first issue out and ready to go before I even launched in borders books, I did a, um, not like a Kickstarter or anything like they have now, you know, I did um a you know pre-sale and i and i sold about a thousand books up front um and what do you call out of those thousand dollars i mean i'm sorry out of those thousand um books i charged ten dollars a book signed so instead of five dollars a book it was ten dollars a book signed so that was the nut that we started with you know what i mean and then so outside of you know the production costs and all that jazz you know we had a nice little nut to get started with so now at all the comic cons rather than signing it for you know you know selling it for $5 which is the cover price was 5 bucks and then rather than um what do you call it uh you know charging somebody $25 30 for uh, an 8x10 static 8x10 would you know buy the comic I'll sign it $10 done you know what i mean you still want to buy this or that fine great but i'm i'm going to I'll sign it and so forth for 10 bucks and what do you call it and and they just went and went and went so i Every time we we uh, we sold, um, you know, we now had double or triple, rather, um, the the amount, you know, in return to buy new product. You know what I'm saying? So it was like yeah. always like a churn until we built it into a bigger base, and then uh, obviously that's when we did the uh, the move to Borders, and then the Barnes and Noble stuff, and and then started moving with the advertising. And again, I'm trying to give you like nutshellish type stuff.
0: You know what I mean? <laughs> I'll take as many details as you're willing to give. Yeah.
1: Well. And then, and then another thing that I, I, I did was when I was searching and researching into printers, um, you know, I wanted something that was going to stand out. I didn't want a regular book that was just going to look like every other book on the shelves. So I found a printer that was doing something slightly different. Now that everybody uses because we did it, um, what do you call it? It was it's it was this this glossy type paper where it looked like the writing and the thick lines popped out at you um oh wow and it's a beautiful style and um what do you call it it's different than the regular old school you know paper and and i am old school i like the way the the old school um you know comics look but this was different and it stood out so when it went on a shelf people went wow that looks really good you know what i mean well open it up and take a look you know so um at the end of the day um you know i wanted to the, the little extra the little extra you always want to be better remember be better so um so that's just a little information about
0: that hope i'm making sense you're making sense you're making a lot of sense you got to do what it takes to produce better quality stand out put in the extra work and if it's a industry that you're not super well versed in do the research get dirty in the details to to make some things happen it's really funny because
1: a lot of people well first of all a lot of other celebrities they they won't get their hands dirty they'll put their name on uh. it and then that's it i'm in there from nuts to bolts you know what i mean i i'm there throughout the entire process and i and i know one of your questions is asking if i kind of have other people do certain things. No, I'm I'm in their nitty-gritty. Oh, really? Um so I work from A to Z and I make sure that everything is perfect because if if I'm going to put out a product that has my name on it, I want to make sure that it is 100% quality and and that I approve of it. Um and there are a lot of people again that that they don't do that. They're like, "All right, well, you know, give me the final product and we'll take a look at it and sign off on it." That's
0: it. <laughs> yeah. I'll t- Here's my signature. Send it. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, so that's that's just a little bit more. No, I want to hear more about your, your time management. If you are involved in all of these different things and you're assuring the quality of all these different things, how do you juggle? You have many projects going on at once, all really great things. What's your strategy? Do you have a, a way you're optimizing your time in any way or things you say yes to and no to differently?
1: I am a zombie or a vampire or something. I don't sleep. Oh, no, <laughs> no. No, no, I'm, I'm just, I, you know, I work, I work quite often. So where, where people like to, to work their nine to five and that's okay. Mm -hmm. And it's all right. You know what I mean? And everybody is, is entitled to that. Um, you know, I, I work, you know, um, you know, very early to very late. So I might be up at seven o'clock in the morning, if not earlier, sometimes, uh, most of the times, cause the dog wakes me up anyway. And, uh, what do you call it? Uh, and then I'll work all throughout the day and then into the wee hours of the night, I'm still doing social media when I'm falling asleep. You know what I mean? Mm, so mm-hmm. like there's, there's, I there's, yes, there is a lot of the time and a lot of time in the day, but there's not always enough time in the day. But what I try to do is if I have a specific project that I'm working on. So for example, um, I'm heading out next week, I have a, uh, Um, uh, two days blocked out that I'm going to do over at uh, Torchbearer Sauces because I'm going to be bringing bringing back a couple of my old sauces and seasonings as well as creating another um, new sauce because I put out Torchstone Thai, uh, what do you call it, pretty much the end of last year, and it sold phenomenally. Uh, People loved it, so now I'm coming and bringing back some of my old stuff and I'm doing a new one with them. So I know that, you know, between myself and and, uh, the guys over at Torchbearer, I know that we're only going to need about two days worth of work. So I'll block out those two days. If it needed to be four days, it might be a little tough, but I'd block out the four days. But in between those two days, I'm also going to be stopping and seeing a couple of uh, of my sponsors, you know, uh, you know, for Grindhouse Radio on the way, just to touch base and and see them because you know they're like family to me. Um, and what do you call it, uh, you know? While I'm out there, I'll also at you know later later at night, I'll wind up catching up with some friends that are in the area. You know what I mean? Or um, you know, sitting down with um, you know another you know interview. Or I I use the the time to my advantage, and I run my calendar. The calendar doesn't run me. Um, so, you know, I'm very, I'm very strict with my times and my, the you other, know, which is why I called you when I said I was going to be a couple minutes behind. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm very strict with, with my time because, you know, there's, there's always something that's right behind it. You know what I mean? Right. So, yeah. uh, you know, the way I have to kind of finagle things sometimes is, you know, it gets really difficult when you're in one part of, of, uh, a state and you have to be in another part of the state, you know, by a certain time. Um, you know, those things get a little tricky, but um, you know, I've I've managed knock on wood to do it, you know, pretty successfully. And and again, blocking out time is the biggest thing. And scheduling is a huge huge thing. Um, thankfully that not even myself, but my wife is you know, she is the scheduler and will schedule the crap out of everything. Um, so this way, even if I'm missing something, she's got it and she's in there. So I have the we have the Brimstone schedule and then we have the you know family schedule. You know what I mean. Where yeah. those all have to intertwine as well. So it's it gets tricky, but it gets done.
0: Yeah, it sounds like a, a packed schedule is a good thing in my mind if it's full of things that you enjoy doing, making a difference, and like you said, having the balance to see your family and spend time with them. Yeah. What would you say is the the biggest contributor to your success in each of these areas? It sounds like you care about relationships a lot in the business that you're doing. I mean, considering your sponsors like family, what would you say is the largest factor to being able to successfully run all of these different projects?
1: Again, you, you hit it right on the head. Relationships are everything. What Here's the thing in this day and age, um, what people don't realize and, and the kids growing up don't understand is that everything is about relationships and everybody's kind of too much into, they're too, too into the instant gratification of things they're into the um you know like well if it doesn't happen right away then oh i guess oh what do I, what do I do and you know no things take time it takes time to develop relationships and build these relationships uh which turn into bigger things and 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 other things and turn into life like i with my, myself and, and the people that i work with for the most part you know my i envision i say well you know i i I'm, I'm looking for long-term. I want to work with you forever. Let's figure out a way for us to work forever. Cause I want us to be family 20 years from now. I want to be on a beach in Malibu, you know, together, <laughs> yeah. drinking pina coladas, yeah. saying, Hey, look what we did, you know? And, and um, that's the case for a lot of people that I work with and I don't have to talk to them every day. They know I'm too busy and I know they're busy, but we, we make it a point to catch up and, and uh, you know, Always, you know, you know, kibitz, it's a little Jewish word there for you, a little kibitz, uh, yippee yapping, um, you know, here and there. And, you know, we, we stay in, in contact. I, I deal with people all around the world. Uh, for instance, I'm, I'll speak on Friday. I have uh, morning coffee scheduled uh, with my friend Lynn. And Lynn is the one who runs um, a very big uh, thing out in Ireland. So she's in Ireland, and our schedules don't always match up. So we're right. going to have our hour coffee in the morning on Friday, you know, and we're going to do it via Zoom and we're going to catch up and, you know, and, and discuss things and see about, you know, she wanted me to uh, make the trip out to, to Ireland and, and maybe do a couple of signings and do a couple of appearances um, along with, with what, you know, what she does out there. So, you know, like we're, we're trying to figure out, you know what I mean? The, the best action, but, you know, it's, I don't, I don't get to speak to her every day. I don't see her every day, right. but I'll schedule it, you know, that's a relationship. That started very innocently. It started as a as a as a quick email. Um, uh, what do you call it? And basically, uh, they're the ones that they have. Uh, they're saving the 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 forests out there. So she she does. Uh, oh my god! I can't believe I just blanked on the name. That's where my brain is right now. But uh, it's like um, um, all the all the trees where you're you're buying space and you're actually buying. Oh yeah, yeah. space. Mm-hmm. Um, so she. What do you call it? She's you know rejuvenating uh, life there, you know, and, and, uh, basically, uh, you know, we did a lot for him. So when she, when she, uh, we had her on our show on grindhouse and, uh, you know, they actually did very well after that. And it helped put a lot of trees in the ground. So, um, you know, she had been talking to me and back and forth and now, you know, they want to do more with, with myself and with grindhouse and, you know, and, and so that's, that's what I'm saying. Like, you know, I didn't go in saying, all right, give me money, do this. I went in, let's talk, let's have a conversation see where it yeah. goes and now you know for a couple of years there's there's a relationship there where we just want to have coffee catch up and see what we can do together you know um other people i've worked with um for years that that i met on twitter you know what i mean you're talk about yeah. major corporations i i work with kikoman and main and tail and ball sauce Hometics. All, all that I, I worked with on Twitter, simply just going back and forth with them, having fun. And that's the only one that I'm not, uh, um, what do you call it? Um, verified on It's the only one I don't even have the wow. blue check on. So, you know, that, that, you know, that, that shows that, you know, the relationship, you know, has, to, you know, the the relationship come from something so innocent. And, you know, I only have and work with brands that I, I can get behind. You know what I mean? So um Emerald Heritage just the name of it. Sorry about that. So what do you call it? but anyway, uh you know, only brands that I can get behind. I'm not going to endorse something or work with somebody that I can't I can't, you know, get behind because I'm not into their products or their food or their this or that and I'm not going to, you know, lie and tell my I'm, I'm I'm unapologetically authentic. You know what I mean? And uh you know, I I don't want people to listen to me and say, "Oh, you know, Brim ate at this place or you know, wore that or had this. And, and, uh, so I need to go get it, uh, um, because he loved it. No, man, I'm, if I don't love it, I'm not going to wear it. I'm not going to drink it. I'm not going to eat it. I'm not going to it. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is, this is, you know, um, that I, I can only be truthful and, and relationships going back to the initial question, relationships are everything. Um, you know, kids, if you're listening, you know, don't look for the immediate gratification because sometimes that's just a quick spark. Why have a spark when you can have a wildfire, right? Well, yeah. So yeah, that's, that's basically what it comes down to. Anyway, sorry that I went off for a tangent. I
0: loved it. <laughs> I loved every bit of it because I right. think you're, you're so right. Like, why not have... Why not be able to do business with your friends? Why not be able to create something that you actually, you're caring about? And all of those things that you mentioned about saying no to things that you don't stand behind is a reflection of character. I also think there's a big problem of taking any opportunity that comes our way that fits in with that instant gratification of, oh, well, they're offering me this. I don't believe in it, but I'm going to push it out because this is a halfway beneficial for me and it's short term and it doesn't really do it. That's right. Brim, I think I'm going to have a hot take here. I'm going to do it. I think there's more than a handful of reasons to envy you. But one of them being your ability to do all of these things, but find a way to monetize them at the same time. What's your strategy when it comes to monetizing all of these different interests that you have? Is it the way you think or perceive them or go about doing them? What is the key to monetizing things that we enjoy doing?
1: Well, first and foremost, when you're getting involved in any of this stuff or you're doing any of this stuff... The most important thing is to think of it as a business. Most people think of it as a hobby. All right, it's not a hobby; it's a business. Um, You know, and and just like here, you know, what is the Grindhouse Radio? The Grindhouse Radio is a podcast. All right, but the Grindhouse Radio podcast is a business. You see what I'm Mm -hmm. saying? So, um, the first thing I did, you know, when we we uh, you know, for instance, I'm just you know going on a different business here, but you know, the Grindhouse Radio, you know, what did I do? I incorporated. And then, you know, and now everybody that's involved learns, you know, the, you know, everything there is to know about, you know, corporations and, you know, (laughs) and, and, and you know, how to build a business. Um, What do you call it? I, I made sure, I mean, we didn't incorporate right away. We did DBAs and everything first and, uh, and partnerships and so forth. But, you know, it's, it's, you think of it as a business, you will grow and you will succeed as a business. You will make money also. If you don't believe in yourself and what you're doing, what does RuPaul always say? Do you know what RuPaul always says? If you can't love yourself, who the hell else is going to love you? know what I mean? Well, the, well <laughs> you can't love yourself, who the hell else is going to love you? You know, like, so at the end of the day, um, what do you call it? You got to make sure that you, you, you love yourself and you love what you're doing. If you love what you're doing, other people will love what you're doing. You create for yourself, other people will be drawn to what you do. So, you know, um, you know, it, it's also very strategic. You know, like on the podcast side. Just to give you an example, yeah, we were there as a business, and we started building and building and building. It wasn't until about a year and change later, until I until I was comfortable knowing that we were bringing it the way we needed to bring it, before I said, "Okay, it's time to now work with sponsors and advertisers." You know what I mean? Because yeah, I wasn't going to do something that was going to take money from people. And not give them something in return. You know, if I'm building and branding your business through my yeah. business, I want to make sure that you're getting what you're supposed to get. Now, are people going to go running to your store or running to your podcast? Or just, not necessarily, but I'm going to brand the crap out of it. And I'm going to make sure that you're seen. So I, if, if I'm saying X amount of people are seeing what you're we're putting out for you, they're definitely going to be seeing and hearing what I'm putting out for you. Um, it's just a matter of whether or not they're going to pick it up. They have to then have the interest themselves. So you know, but but I made sure in my my with everything I do, I made sure that something was ready to be put out before it was put out. Um, you know, same thing with like the, my sauces and seasonings. Um, you know, I went in. We we did for the, the first run of my sauces and seasonings uh, were and they were all award winning. Um, I went myself and my buddy Ron uh, Ron Thal Bumblefoot from formerly of Guns and Roses um what do you call the two of us went down and we started you know with with uh the the first company we were dealing with k john's um you know he's the godfather of hot sauce and you know we sat down with him we went there for four days and we put together between the two of us about 15 different products you know what i mean um we went in with the ideas then we worked on the ideas and we solidified the ideas and then they were ready to go but before we started going crazy, you know, with, with launches and, and, uh, and, and getting them out there, we did taste testing. We made sure that people liked them. And I wanted to come up with fun, interesting names for each one of them. You know what I mean? To make sure that when people were, were trying them, they were easily remembered. You know what I mean? Uh, You got to have memorable marketable, you know, that's, that's always a big thing. Um, But you know, then I had to make a decision. Well, this is the the cost. Well, what am I going to sell it for? You know what I mean. I wanted to make sure that it wasn't inexpensive because this is a gourmet product. You know what yeah. I mean. But I and and it's worth it. It's worth its price. Um, but I'll also, if I'm out there, I'm going to sign it and make it more valuable. If you consider my my signature valuable. So you know, I took them and I thought about it and I said, I'm going to do it for X, Y, and Z. Um, same thing, ten dollars. Okay, just like the comics. And then what we're going to do is we're going to sign them. We're going to take them to the comic cons. Let's get it started at the cons let people, let's people, let people give it a try. We'll sample them. I'll have people helping me out so they can sample while I'm signing. And um, what do you call it? And that's how we got started with the sauce and seasonings. And then they became a tremendous thing. And um, you know, it started small and then we built and built and built. Um, You know, I also like to work with companies that also have a very solid name. K. John's in the hot sauce industry uh, is a huge name. So, you know, like for me, it made sense to work with him and get it out there because he has his own distribution outlets. You know what I mean? So forget about just mine. I want you to buy my product whether you know who I am or not. You know what I mean? Yeah, so that's yeah. that's it. I don't care if you know who I am. I want you to know my product and I want you to utilize my product. I also don't want to take your money for nothing. So if you're coming to see me at a con and you're throwing a $20 bill down, you're either going to walk away with a couple of comics, a comic and a seasoning, a season, two seasoning, you know what I mean? Whatever it is, you're walking away with with quality products, you know? And, uh, you know, so again, it's, it's very, very, you know, for me, I, I try to make it um, not too crazy in terms of pricing. I try, but, you know, but reasonable, you know what I mean? I try to make it reasonable. I also try to add the additional value if people want that additional value. You know, some people that don't know who I am, they just want to buy the seasoning. Guess what? It's still 10 bucks. I'm just throwing yeah. on the, you know what I mean? But I'm just yeah. throwing it on there if you want it, which was is technically worth another 20 or 30, you know? So if, if you want, if you want um, X, Y, and Z, I want to make sure that you have the best quality product that's out there. And, um, you know, so for me, monetizing things, um, I, do, I do whatever I can to keep it um, where it's somewhat profitable, where I can continue to do what I'm doing, as well as being good to the consumer and ensuring that the consumer is getting the best product humanly possible that I can put out. Um, you know, but again, the goal goes back to you have to think of it as a business. If you say, oh, I like to, I like to play baseball and I, you know, I'll go outside and you know hit a couple of balls around every once in a while. Well, then you just like to play baseball as a hobby. But if you want to be a major league baseball player, guess what? You got to go to camps. You got to go out there. You got to practice every day. You got to do this. You got to do it. Same thing as being a professional wrestler. I didn't just jump out of my bed one day and go, "Yeah, I'm gonna wrestle." You know, like I went to (laughs) school. I I learned, um, and I and I worked with many people, and uh, you know, and it took years to get good. You know what I mean? It's not, you're not good overnight. Well, some people are naturals. I gotta, I gotta say that. But, you know, like it's, you're not necessarily like this amazing wrestler overnight. You know, it's a business. You have to put, invest time into it. You know, you invest time into your craft, which is being in the ring, just like it's, or creating your sauce or creating a seasoning or creating a book. Or creating a film, or or a TV show, whatever, a podcast, whatever it is, you're taking the time to get that secret sauce down right. So this way, you know that people are going to enjoy it. Then you know, in a wrestler's situation, now you got to, Not only do you need to know all the moves and so forth, you got you want to create something original in terms of your own moves and or utilizing um, you know different colors, the emotions, the way you look when you're entering the ring. Everything is part of the show. You know what I mean? It's all part of it. And people don't understand that. Even people that are getting into that industry and other industries, they don't understand that each one of these things is part of the as uh, a piece of the puzzle and it's all a business. So if you don't treat it as a business, you're never going to be a professional at anything. You know what I mean? Um even if you're working at a 7-Eleven, all right, you should get up. You should put your you know tie your shoes well. Make sure that you're you're not walking out with a crimpled up shirt and you go there and you do the best of your ability because why be lackluster? You know what I'm saying? Do it. If you're going to do it, do it well. End of story. You want to be lackluster than be lackluster. That's not my style. But um that being said, I hope I made sense.
0: Yeah, you made a lot of sense. It's it's a big mindset shift from I'm doing this just just for pleasure because I like it to I'm going to take this serious. I'm going to make something out of this, you know, and right. I'm going to turn this thing that I love, put the, the work in to get the skills, and then turn it into something great that I can then pass on to other people. Let's talk about the entertainment industry a little bit since we touched on it. You've had a career over spanning over three decades. What advice would you give to somebody that wants a long-standing career such as that in the entertainment industry?
1: Now, actually, it's over four decades. I've been I've been in inter- oh, entertainment for... For, for for 40 years uh wow <laughs> making me
0: feel old uh, no not old experienced <laughs> yeah yeah
1: seasoned, well seasoned yeah. stay relevant always always roll with the punches always consider rebranding yourself um you know some people they go in they think they that, that they're you know God's gift to the world uh they're yeah. never gonna make it what do you call it and, and simply because you don't know everything I've been in for 40 years. And I still don't know everything, and I don't pretend to know everything. Um, You know, I am a name, yes. I am a celebrity, yes. I I know where I am in the totem pole. I'm not an A-lister. I'm certainly not a Z-lister. But the fact of the matter is, is you know, I know where I am in the food chain, and I know where I want to be. And even though I know where I stand, you know, and I could be, and I'm, I'm, you know, like, I'm thankful and I'm glad about where I am. I'm never satisfied. I always want it better. I always want better. So another thing that I'd like to tell people is always, always, you know, want more, always go in wanting more, learn everything you possibly can try things, you know, um, make sure that you consistently stay with the times, you know, I'm an old dog, but you know, I'm still on Instagram sitting and, and, you know, doing my thing on Insta, you know, and, and, you know, figuring out what I got to do to make sure that I keep people engaged, you know, um, now is a different time than it was then, you know, like, so you've, you've got to, you've got to always roll with the punches. I, I have always watched certain people's careers for different reasons um, just to see how they kind of navigate because entertainment is also peaks and valleys. Um, you know, so what, what you always want to do is, you know, you want to see, all right. Who's been around forever. Who's been around for such a long time and they're still relevant? And what are they doing? What are they doing? You take somebody who you'd never think in a million years, Brim, Brim pays attention to, wait, hold on a minute. Brim pays attention to Madonna. Why would Brim pay attention to Madonna? Well, guess what? How long has Madonna been out and about? At least 30 something years, if not more, right? Madonna has been in the spotlight for a long time. And every couple of years, what happens? Is a resurgence. She already she she still has her main brand, but she kind of shifts and rebrands to do something that's a little more current. You know what I mean? And then she shifts a little more, and then she does it just to stay current, and then shifts again. You gotta pay attention and you look at it and you go, Holy crap, look at this unbelievable career. You know what I mean? She's about due. She'll probably come out with something new that that you know she'll be out again. And I love Madonna, she pissed me off at, at when we did something together at BET, but I'm going to, I'm not, I'm going to let that pass and let that pass. Cause it's Madonna. Um, but at the end of the day, she, you know, I always uh, respected, you know, what, what she, you know, what, what she put out there um, and how she presented her brand. You know, they, these are the, these are the people, like, how do you stay relevant? Gene Simmons, you know what I mean? Still relevant. And what do I do with, with him? I pay attention for, for Gene. Uh, and I don't know him personally, but Gene Simmons, I've watched to see what he's done in terms of branding throughout the years. Tell me, tell me one person who doesn't know who Kisses? Tell me one person. Yeah. No, everybody in the world. I don't care what age you are; they know who Kisses. You know what I mean? Hell, they just—they were. I think they just recently did another Scooby Doo episode. For God's sakes, I don't. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Whatever it is, but <laughs> but the fact is, is they're they're always out there and, and doing things. So my personal um outlook on everything i do in my career and all the things that i do because people say well what does wrestling have to do with comics what does comics have to do with seasonings and sauces and blah 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 blah. well everything i do is all intertwined and attached so it's actually all connected and people who don't know you know what i mean would be shocked to know that they're all connected and that i know that's not the question so i'm not going to get into that but um i hope i did answer the question in terms of what would i say to people you know, pay attention, look and see who's come before you. Who's had longevity. Look at the people that are in the industry that you're looking to get into and figure out who you want to emulate and do it your own way. Don't do it like they did it, do it your own way, but take little bits and pieces and learn from the mistakes that they made. All right. Um, again, that's, that's, uh, you know, a little bit of knowledge I can hopefully give you guys
0: heck yeah I'm all about it rebrand to make sure you stay relevant to your point of there's so many actors that you always wonder where are they now and it's because they didn't stay relevant they didn't rebrand they didn't do the little nuances they needed to change their the way they appear right. the way they do things what they do right. my question next is i do want to talk about that intertwiness and i've heard you use the term natural progression do i did this thing that led to this thing and it all kind of intertwines and i think some of the most successful entrepreneurs I can think of do the exact same thing. What is your way to identify what the next natural progression is. Hello friends, this is Nicholas Italian. and here's exactly what I want you to do. Please leave a review on Apple Podcasts, then send this episode to two people that you think would benefit from hearing it, then compliment them. But not a shallow compliment like, you're nice. Really let them have it. We only got one go around on this earth, it's best to love people hard and deep. Lest we forget, this episode was baked and battered, mixed and mastered by Grant Singer. If you'd like Grant to audio engineer your podcast, Podcast or music reach out to him on instagram at grant e singer his handle will be in the show notes all right back to the episode <laughs> i mean you know that's that's difficult
1: to, to, simply depending on where you are at that given point in time so um here to to you know in terms of in terms of um you know wrestling so you know what what are wrestlers wrestlers essentially if they're in the ring people look at them and they're kind of like superheroes right Kind of like big superheroes. Um, they you know doing big, big moves and flying in the air and you know, hitting each other with things. It's like coming out of a comic book. So the next natural progression for the brimstone character was what can I do to continue the the brimstone character and the brimstone's leg and brimstone's legacy outside of the ring? So what I did was, well, the next natural progression was comic books. So, you know, now that we took the wrestler out of the ring, we plucked him out. And we popped them right into a comic book and utilized the entire backstory that I had in, you know, for wrestling, but made it, you know, have nothing to do with pro wrestling. You know what I mean? So, uh, you know, so that being said, here we are. Now we're in the comic book. The next natural progression of the comic is to have, you know, uh, an animated series or kids books, kids books, simply because I wanted to make sure that, you know, the parents that were into the comic would be able to vibe with the same characters that their kids were were able to vibe with. so you have little brim, little dog, little lush, you know what I mean? which are the same characters as in the big one, you know what I mean and, and they're just having different adventures so now the parents could sit and and enjoy having these conversations and reading you know the books to their kids. you follow me because they're familiar with the characters. so I'll wait till you get a little older and you, let me tell you this story <laughs> yeah. so that was one of the things with that. so now you take the next the next natural progression um of of what do you call it of that you know again is um you know it goes d- a bunch of different directions so we're going to stop it at that one but now you say all right well how does the out of the food products kind of fit into this well i started to the food out tidbits why did i start doing the food out tidbit series because i was out on the road and i said to to my um uh my buddy Aton, who is who was what do you call it my director of operations at the time for for one of my businesses, Hound Comics, Inc. Hound Entertainment Group, and I said to him, I go, listen, hey Tom, you know, if we're going to do this, we're out there promoting the comics and so forth. Again, I said, look, I want to see the something more than the inside of of uh, trains, planes, automobiles, and and a hotel room and an arena or whatever. I I I need to see where we're going to be. He's like, well, what do you want to do? I said, well i like to eat he said yeah we know that brim. i said shut up <laughs> um then he said and i said well you know i like to talk he goes oh yeah we know that too brim i'm like all right <laughs> brother keep it up keep it up um so i was like what well, why don't we do a foodie thing so we wound up doing food out tidbits three seasons um and uh fantastic experience now that being said we were doing that while we were on tour supporting the comic books you're following this supporting the comic books as well as supporting The, uh, you know, that's just me in general doing the events and, um, what do you call it? (laughs) And, and what do you call it? Uh, then we started doing the sauces and seasonings. So since I was doing the sauces and seasonings, the sauces and the, what do you call it? You might, um, I'm sorry, in, in the comic book, there's a place where the main characters hang out. It's called heaven, right? In the middle of hell, complete with, complete with stairway Get it? stairway to heaven. Nice. So yeah. what do you call it? Led Zeppelin. Anyway. So uh yeah. Yeah. So, gotta so have it. Gotta so, have it. So they're in this bar and grill in the middle of hell called Heaven, and they have candies that are on there, little grub munchies and so forth. Uh they're also eating flavor behavior flavor behavior burgers or uh, taste bud tango something or grindhouse burgers. Can remember that these these things. Um what do you call sweet heat treat wings? Well, all of these sauces and seasonings and candies. Are actually being able to be purchased in real life. So if you don't know the comic book, I'm sorry. If you don't know, um, if you don't know the comic book, you find out that they're in the comic book. Or if you're a comic book lover, you realize that you can get this product in real life. You see how that's all intertwined. Now, what do you call it? Um, uh, from there, I also did, you know, coffee line. I had uh, what do you call it? Uh, chocolate bars. All nine yards on that stuff, and just you know, what's the next? The next? The next? um so you know that's that's like the the to give you the idea now again um going back into it just another step you notice i said grindhouse seasoning well that's another seasoning that i have but also the grindhouse radio you see what i mean so so everything each has something to do with the next um i always kind of like drop seeds of of what's going to happen next and they're all connected in some way shape or form um you know there's there's just so much uh, and Grindhouse Radio is a, a mixture of everything that I've done in my career um, that I do with my co-hosts, but everything. So everything from, you know, all my guests are acting, uh, actors, authors, comic, car- comic people, voiceover people, musicians, from rap, you know, rap and hip hop to, to metal to, you know what I mean? And so there's everything's all involved, goes back to the music, goes back to the
0: acting. Um, so everything's tied together. Hope
1: that makes sense.
0: It does. I love it. It, it, I really, really like the aspect of there's this food in this comic book that I it looks delicious. I wish I could try it. Wait, it's actually there. It's almost like when you're watching Spongebob and you're like, I wonder what a Krabby Patty really tastes like. (laughs) You know, it's like (laughs) having having the ability to actually do it is is a really, really good route to go. And I I enjoy seeing that you have this natural progression. I want to ask a super specific question, if I may. I'm going to go for it. I'm going to try it. Uh-oh. So back in the day, you are part of the Big Three Critical Mass, and you held your first official wrestling event for the New York Wrestling Connection. And the event was called Hotter Than Hell, and it was at a Hooters, and it was sponsored by Coors. How in the world did you pull off hosting your first wrestling event inside of a Hooters or at a Hooters? Relationships, I asked.
1: You don't know what you're going to get unless you ask for it. So, you know, at the end of the day, if you're afraid to ask, it's never going to happen. It's another thing that kills me with a lot of kids today. Um, They're afraid to make a phone call. You know what I mean? You're, you're, you know, you do you, you know, boo-boo. But at the end of the day, you need to pick up a phone and start calling. You need to walk into places and have conversations when, you know, everybody's so hung up and endless and I get it. Everybody has, you know, people have anxiety and this and that. You know what? put on your big boy pants and big girl pants and you walk in, you have a conversation or, you know, you make a phone call. If you want it, you'll get it. You know what I mean? Um, you just have to be out there and, and, and ask again, be better. If you ask for it, you don't know what's going to happen. What's the worst thing they can say, Nick. The worst thing they could say yeah. is no, Yeah, that's it. They'll say no, but guess what? They said, yes, they liked the idea. They thought it was going to be really cool. Um, the building had a, um, a nice big area in the back. And it was funny because that was, um, when, when we did that, that weekend, it was, um, it was the first time I'd been on WWF oh, superstars. Wow. So I was on the big screen after, after our, after we were done with the show, um, it was on, it was on WWF superstars and, uh, you know, we were able to watch inside cause they put it on, it was inside on the big screen. So, um, what do you call it? So it was a, um. It was just about me going in and asking, "What do you think of this? We'll do a free show. You pay for this. You pay for that. You take care of the guys, and blah 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 blah. And you know, and and we'll take care of the rest." Um, they said that sounds good. We can speak to Coors. Can you get on the line with Coors with us? Sure, no problem. Told them what was going to happen. Coors is like, sure, we'll put the money down. And uh, you know, between Co- uh, Coors and Hooters, you know, we put together you know the first the first show that that uh, NYWC did. And, um, that was my baby, you know, that was my baby at the time, you know, then we turned and flipped NYWC into the school, uh, the critical mass pro wrestling. Um, that was, you know, that was a, a big deal. And, uh, NYWC, uh, still runs today. I'm not a part of it anymore. Uh, but NYWC still runs today. So it was, uh, that was a, it was a big thing. That was my baby. I started it.
0: So that's awesome. That sounds like a, an incredible experience, and I got two more questions for you before we bring it on home, but before we do that, I want to say, Brim, my goodness, I admire your your obsession with quality, your your desire to create products that serve other people, give to other people, and provide value to other people, and I'm also, I, I really admire your, your tenacity. If there's something you want to do, you get after it, you do it, you chase it, you Chase them down and make things happen. Um, and the other thing that I really admire about you is that you value relationships. You know, and in every Thank person you. that you connect with, you're you're in it for the long haul. And I think that's something missing, even outside of the business world. Just desiring to have a deep, meaningful relationships with people is is almost a it's almost a little bit lost. So uh, I I appreciate that you do all of those things. Thank you, appreciate it absolutely. So the second to last question is. If this was the last conversation you ever had with me and my audience, I hope it's not, you know, praising it's not, what would you want to say? What would you want them to know?
1: I would say, come on, guys. Don't you want me to come back and hang out for a little while?
0: <laughs> come on, man. Um, no, what
1: do you call it? Hey, look, if it was the very last thing, uh, there are a couple of things. One, I'd say, hey, make sure you, you you follow me and and hang out with me over at, uh, you know, my website, my social media um, you know, and keep in touch and, and stay engaged. And uh, what do you call it? And I would assume that the only reason that I wouldn't be back is simply because you were, you, you, you decided to shut down. So, you know, what do you call it? So the fact of the matter is, is, you know, I don't think that's going to happen. <laughs> I think you are going to keep going. So you don't have to have that conversation, but now, but it, it the, the other thing I'd like to pass on to people um, is that, um, you know, if you are passionate about something, um what do you call it, whether it's it's something, you know, in terms of something that, that is normally charitable. So if it's something like, um, you know, uh, a cause like, you know, somebody who, who passed away from cancer or COVID or, um, you know, leukemia, childhood something, whatever it is, I, I encourage everybody. And, and I, I, really, I really do encourage you find one of these things or more that you're passionate about. You don't have to give money. You don't have to do that. But give it some time. Give an hour a week, an hour a month, an hour a year, for God's sakes. An hour. If you can give more, give more. If you can't, an hour is amazing. Do something. Do some good um, uh, for some kind of a charity and help give back. Um, it doesn't just help, you know. It doesn't just help them feel good. It'll help yourself feel good. You're doing the right thing. Pay it forward help people out. We need more good in the world. We need more love in the world. And uh, unfortunately, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to, well, listen, I'm not going to be like all hippy dippy about it, but I'm saying like, you know, we really do In the state of the world right now. uh, Especially we need more people that give a damn and more more people that want to help others. So, you know, for, for you, maybe an hour a week, an hour a month might not be too big of a deal, but guess what? To somebody else who's in need, and needs, you know, or or a charity that needs a couple of extra hands to raise money for a good cause. You know what I mean? That they need that that means everything to them. So trust me, put yourself out there. Um, find something you're passionate about. Just get yourself involved in something. Do a little bit, and you're going to feel so good, and you're going to make somebody else feel really good as well. I hope I
0: hope that resonates with some people. Yeah, I think that's a great thing to mention, Bram. We're coming down to the final question of the podcast. Oh, the final question is: You've accomplished a lot of things. I mean, that is fair to say. You have you've accomplished many things, and I want to know which of your accomplishments accomplishments in your life are you the most proud of? Out of all the things that you've done,
1: my family, my children, uh, my kids are are my my biggest prize. My wife is is right there with them. And, um, you know, I, have been with my wife for just about 20 years now and, uh, what do you call it? My, my kids are of all, all ages and, you know, and over everything else, listen, I do it for them. You know what I mean? And, and, uh, you know, I work myself to the bone to leave a legacy that's going to, you know, help continue to, to take care of them for hopefully generations to come. And, um, you know, I want to leave it so that you know when I leave this world, that people will remember and say, you know, that was a good guy and he did a lot and he did a lot for other people. Um, and I want that, you know, they' there. I want them to know that their dad was a was a good person and that they, that their dad worked hard and that they should work hard as well and they should always be better. Um, so, you know, the, my biggest accomplishment is my family and um, and and being able to, you know, make sure that I'm home for. Uh, all the important things, and I've, I've, I've in all my time. Just so you're aware, in all my time in entertainment, I've missed only one, one holiday. Um, I missed Mother's Day, um, and the only reason why I missed it, I asked my wife, um, and she told me, she goes, "Babe, go," because the payday was really nice. So I went. <laughs> I wound up spending a couple of days in in Ohio, and um, what do you call? And I missed the Mother's Day, but we made up for it with the, the, the few grand that I, I brought home from just a two day deal. So, you know what I'm saying? So, uh, you know, it was, it was a, um, it was a, that was the only time I ever missed it. And that was with permission. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, yeah. uh, but I, you know, my family is the biggest thing. And again, you know, like I, I love everything that I've done. Um, and, and the things that I do, I do it because I'm passionate about it because I want to try it. I'm the kind of guy that that says, look, if I want, if I want to try something, or if I want to do something, I'm gonna do it. You know, I'm not gonna let anybody tell me no. I'm not gonna let anybody, you know, tell me that I can't. And 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 I'm fine failing a million times also, because failure are the seeds that you utilize when you fail. Take a couple steps back to take 10 steps and leaps forward. You know what I mean? With those beans of success. You know what I mean? Like you know, with yeah. those failure beans to, to succeed. Those those are your seeds that you plant and then become bigger and you grow because you learn from those mistakes. Um, so, you know, again, like I said, you know, um, I love everything I do, but the biggest accomplishment is, is my family. That's awesome. I I went on a little too long. I'm sorry.
0: No, that's perfect. (laughs) And I, and I think that's really important to, to mention that the main thing is always going to be the main thing, right? And despite, I mean, probably very similar in this way, our work is really fulfilling to us, but that's never going to trump family and relationships and the things that are going to last well beyond You know, whatever it is we create, those are the things that are truly meaningful. So absolutely I think you hit the nail on the head. Brim, I'm gonna throw everything in the show notes, all of your your links and things where people can connect with you. Hot sauces and Instagrams and social medias and all that stuff. And I just want to say one more time, Brim, thanks for being on the show. You are the man. I'm so stoked.
1: Uh, You're the best, Nick. I appreciate you having me. And we'll definitely get uh get down to San Diego sometime soon and and hang out. Get some lucha taco, because (laughs) I'm Libre taco. That's my place. That's
0: right. right. Here. We'll do it. So, yeah, very, very cool. I will see you soon. All right. Bye. That was the episode. You just listened to it. Uploads every Friday at 6 a.m. The real reason you're still here. You want to know the answer to the riddle of the week? If fish lived on land, where would they live? Finland. <laughs> oh! Oh, that is juicy, so good. Oh, man. Don't forget to leave a five-star review and to share this episode with your friends. Say something nice to them. I love you. See you next week. At 6 a.m.